4: Bombas,
2: big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST
1: for 20% off your first purchase. I-
3: Welcome to the 909 podcast. On this week's podcast we'll be interviewing uh, Wen Young, the Limerick London band who are currently about to release their debut EP and doing quite well for themselves. That's later on in the show. I'm Niall Byrne and I'm joined by Andrea Cleary.
5: Hello, how are you?
3: I'm good. Um, Good. We are very prepared this week, aren't we? We're really prepared this week. We're just gonna nail it. Nail it. We're going to do it live. Um, we'll, be, we'll be picking our albums of the week and songs of the week later on. Um, but first, I think we're going to get into some uh, things that have been happening in the world of music. Um, I guess th- we should start with the the sad things, probably. Um, yeah. Um, Metropolis happened over the weekend but the big, um, Metropolis the festival happened over the weekend but the big thing that was kind of looming over the festival was that the um, promoter Pod who put on that festival and many many others, the founder of Pod, um, John Reynolds sadly passed away very suddenly last uh, Thursday Um, he was 52 and it was a shock to everybody Um, he I think he, I heard that he died of a heart attack and very, very sad. Um, if there was... There have been a lot of tributes paid to him in the last week, and rightly so. I was actually at his funeral earlier on, and it was already, uh moving. Um, and I just... You know, I went because I'm not a person who goes to funerals an awful lot. Mm-hmm. Um, as in... Maybe I'm lucky that way. Um, but I don't know. I've been to a few recently. Um, and I kind of find it... You know, I went because... I think John Reynolds has done so much for Irish music that it's indisputable. And there are very few people in the last 30 or 40 years who have done so much for the music landscape in a, in Ireland than John Reynolds when he's think, what he's done, how he started Pod in the 90s and the Red Box, and made that such an influential place, um, which later became Tripod and Crawdaddy and where I used to, when myself and my wife were first, courting or going out. Um we went to gigs like three times a week there.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um and then later of course festivals like Homelands and then most uh pertinent of all and most like influential of all uh, Electric Picnic um which he later lost control of. Um and then most recently festivals like Forbidden Fruit, Metropolis and All Together Now this year. So it's kind of, it's been very sad uh, in the last week, um, and I really feel, you know, as a music promoter, he is, he was one of these guys who did what very few people do, and he put his neck on the line, and mm. he's been putting his neck on the line for 20 years, um, and he was only 52, so it was very, very sad um, that he died, and, you know, um we don't often get a chance to pause And, and think about these things So that's kind of one of the reasons why I went to the funeral today um, As a mark of respect For how influential he was And you know a lot of people said over the week Weekends and just on Facebook Or whatever that like you know how many people Have met at his festivals and maybe mm. Got married as a result and stuff like that Just little things and, and went to And had these amazing experiences and he was an Independent promoter who You know wasn't didn't always win, didn't always make money, often lost money, but definitely, you know, had patches of financial, huge financial success and then lost it all. And then it was, seemed to be on the way back up again. And altogether now in Waterford this year, which was his kind of recalibration of what he wanted, his vision for the picnic. Um, it felt like here is what he was rejuvenated by, something mm. that he could... Call his own again.
5: And it that festival in particular seemed to rejuvenate the Irish festival scene. People were so excited about it and it yeah. just, it, it went down so well. It was like everything that people wanted from a festival this year.
3: Yeah. Um, well, John brought the idea of a boutique festival to Ireland and, yeah. and made it and established it. Yeah. And, you know, before, it, in fairness, all we had was oxygen and slain and a few places like that, mm. which didn't have, you know, the trinkets and trimmings of of a festival that we now expect. Yeah. And that's largely down to John in this country.
5: Yeah, like I'm, I'm 28 now and I don't remember a time like in my adulthood or or late teens where there hasn't been festivals, you know, it's just been such a part of Ireland's cultural identity that to... To be able to trace it back to one person is truly incredible. Um and the the legacy of that work will like it it can't ever be kind of undermined. We will always have a a scene and a community and communities um in our in Ireland who meet every year and have their niche interests celebrated and explored and yeah to trace that back to one person is 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 really really incredible
3: yeah I think you know as some for somebody who writes about music and kind of has to do a lot of news and reactionary pieces like this broke last Thursday night I was at a gig future proof that we do ourselves so um I wrote something very quickly about it um but you know we often don't get a chance to process it but I got a lot of chance to just think a bit more about this um and in terms of his impact Una Malaya wrote a really interesting and very uh long piece about his yeah. um involvement in music um i've read other pieces about how he was maybe a difficult person to work for sometimes as mm-hmm. well um and i don't know much about that i only worked with him once on forbidden fruit i did something with him where we hosted a stage and he it all came happened happened very last minute mm. um but he was you know he was the kind. Of, he seemed kind of the kind of person that pushed you to do things because he yeah. knew you could. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was very very sad. I think, uh, like Paul Buchanan from the Blue Nile was at a, sang at his funeral today, along with Damien Rice and a few others. Um, and Dublin Gospel Choir, who obviously, you mm. know, they were always at the Electric Picnic. Yeah. Um, An absolute staple of that weekend. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So it was a lovely tribute, and it was a nice for me personally. Like just speaking. Um, as somebody who attended uh, his funeral in honour of him and respect of him. I just felt it was really important to, we all have busy lives. We all are tied to different things. I don't know if stress was a cause in his mm-hmm. passing, but, you know, we all, there's a lot of, we're always on the go. You know? Yeah. It's really hard to not be on the go. Especially in this industry. Yeah. And it's very hard to do what somebody like John Wells did. And I think it's worth, you know, um, respecting that and honouring that and also just taking the time for yourself and reflecting that and going to go you know what you need some time apart or you need some off turn the off switch on you yeah know? Um, totally so I just felt um, you know it was worth um mentioning uh, he, he left such a legacy in terms of Irish music and the Irish music a live music landscape in particular but so many other things that we can't couldn't even possibly mention like Chemical Brothers shows at hmm. Box and just so many different things. I was thinking about LCD and and, and tripod and yeah. seeing, like, even bands like Beirut or LP and Crawdaddy or whatever. There's so many different, um, touchdowns of my life that John Rounds was responsible for. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was very, very sad. Metropolis at the weekend and went ahead. Um, well, cause I mean, they kind of had to and fair play to the guys and who, um, are working in pod and, uh, it's associated, um, companies who just went ahead and had to do it. And, uh, that's tough. Um, it was an interesting festival this year. Wasn't it maybe, um, wasn't it maybe hugely attended because it, I think it's deliberately scaled back a little bit anyway. And it was okay. all, that was always the plan. It was an over 21 festival this year. Um, so I saw Blood Orange at it. Uh, oh, yeah. It was great. There was a, some Did you sound, see Mac DeMarco? No, I was playing, I was doing the center. Oh, okay. So okay. That makes sense. I uh, saw a Bill of Villagers, but I had to run. um saw Friendly Fires, who were a great crack. Um, I didn't see an awful lot, really, in the grand scheme of things. So, um, but uh, Rosie Murphy sound was a bit not great at that one. I don't oh, know if it was Well, you know. Um, It'll, I don't know what's going to happen next, but, uh, you know, as a tribute to John, I think it was just, it just shows you that people who worked for him really respected him and they would never let even his dad get in the way of, of his vision. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's, that's really a good thing. I wanted to say about that. Um, yeah. But, you know, we were talking earlier on about this. It's It's been, it's dark. It's after Halloween.
5: <sighs> the clocks have gone back.
3: There's a lot of bad news around the world. There is. There's a
5: lot of, and there always Kanye's is. Kanye's at it. Which we're not even going to talk about this week because there's just too much grimness in the
3: world. (laughs) So we thought instead we would come up with some reasons to be cheerful.
5: Reasons to be cheerful. In honour
3: of David Byrne from last week. Yes. also had reasons to be cheerful.
5: Yes. So some reasons to be cheerful this week. Um, Animac is presenting a festival in Malta, which has... a 50% female lineup, I think I'm correct in saying it's that. Oh,
3: It's like 49%.
5: Okay, yeah. right, we'll let her away with that. Um, and that is going to go ahead in 2019. Um, some DJs that are performing at it are, are, include uh, Dennis Sulta, Chasen Status, Mal Grab, Patrick Topping, and there will also be performances by AJ Tracy, Bugsy Malone, uh, Frido... Um, and t- t- tons, other, uh, t- tons of others. Uh, there is a... Peggy Goo. Yep. Yeah, there's a piece up on the 909 uh, website where you can see it. It's called Lost and Found and it is happening in Malta on the 2nd to the 5th of May in uh, 2019. That is number one reason to be cheerful. Hey. Um, our second reason to be cheerful... Starts with a bit of a sad story. So there is a band in the UK called Indoor Pets, and they unfortunately had a lot of equipment uh, stolen to the tune of around £10,000. Um, they said in a Facebook post on the 30th, so the day before yesterday, it's been a rough 24 hours. It's only started to sink in the thousands of pounds worth of equipment uh, that we've slowly been upgrading over the 10 years. Not to mention irreplaceable personal possessions seem to be gone forever. We all work day jobs so we can afford to make music. It's devastating to not know how we're going to be able to afford to get everything back to the level that it was. So, you know, gra- grim. Sad. Bummer, bummer. Bummer. But Fender have uh, swooped in and provided them with guitars for the rest of their tour uh, and a bass as well, I believe. And they are selling some merch. They're selling tea towels in order to, um, in order to... Where are they from? Uh, they're from the UK. I'm not exactly sure where.
3: Um, it's sounds very British to be selling tea towels. Yeah,
5: it is. Yeah, the tea towels are printed with the words I helped indoor pets buy their gear back. Indoor pets help me dry this soapy stack. I'll never get that dry. So they are beautiful. You can go onto their Facebook page and you can donate to them and buy a tea towel and help them get back in the road because they're, they're just, they work day jobs. Like they're just, just lads. Just
3: normal d- dudes sure. looking for, you know, a handout who, uh, who are in a bad situation. Yeah, Fair
5: play. yeah. Um, and yeah, if you're, if you're thinking about stealing a lot of equipment from people, just don't do it. It doesn't give us a reason to be cheerful. Don't be a dick. Don't be a dick.
3: Um, I have a reason to be cheerful. What's your reason to be cheerful? um, I've been spending most of my time listening to the Beastie Boys book, Ah. um, which just uh, was released uh, this week. I haven't got the physical copy yet, so I am be listening to the audiobook. Mm -hmm. And the great thing about the audiobook is that there's a huge amount of people involved in... The actual narration, um, it's like ninety nine chapters. It's basically the story of the Beastie Boys. Ninety nine
5: chapters. Yeah, and
3: like it's kind of the two remaining members of the Beastie Boys. Obviously, Adam Yew died uh, five or six years ago. Um, and uh, he is mentioned in it quite a lot. Obviously, in very glowing terms, he's a huge part of the band. Mm. And uh, Michael Diamond and Adam Horovitz, the remaining members, uh, wrote the book. Um, but then they do read some chapters, but. It's not always um, them reading it. Um, so so far, I mean, the, the names that of people reading it are uh, there's people like Steve Buscemi, Um
5: Oh, they're that, reading the they're chapters reading that are actually chap- written by. Yeah, oh, that's cases, so cool. Uh,
3: Bobby Canavel, the um, uh, actor. Midler, oh Bette Midler haven't got to Midler yet. Uh, <laughs> Kim Gordon, Jarvis Cocker, Rosie Perez, uh, Amy Pollard, Elvis Costello, Chuck D. John C. Riley, Snoop Dogg, Will Ferrell, Maya Rudolph.
5: Have you got um, to the Snoop Dogg one yet?
3: Not yet. I've heard Maya Rudolph yesterday. <gasps> oh um, my, she, she's Shannon got an Back. amazing voice. Ella Cool J, Chloe Sevigny, you've heard her. Spike Jones, John Stewart. Uh, yeah, I heard him. Um, ben Stiller, um, Wanda Sykes, Jeff Tweedy. Um, my Rachel Maddow and many, many more. It's ridiculous. awesome. That's ben great. admit I'm wondering how she fits into this story. Oh, she sings um, it. But it's pretty much a story of of the band. Uh, so far, I'm I'm pretty much in like just before first album territory, and it's quite and it's an origin story. There's some mm. really sweet stories in it, though. Is there but, a
5: lot in it that you didn't know already as a huge fan?
3: Um, it really just paints a picture of how the 80s, um, how their their lives in New York contri- in the 80s contributed to the band being formed. How Because they, okay. they were in punk bands and stuff like that and they used to hang out at Danceteria and places like that and how, you know, they were just friends, really. Yeah. And they're just like, there's a lovely, lovely story about um Adam Yoke. They were like, he was the sophisticated one and when he first got a car, he drove to my, like, I think it's Michael Diamond who's saying this. He's like, he drove to my, to my house and I wasn't there. Mm-hmm. So my mother was there and uh, he, Adam offered to drive my mother around the city because so, he knew how much my mother loved driving because she, or being in a car because she didn't drive. That's a joke. So he just spent the afternoon with his mom driving around <laughs> the city.
5: <laughs> that's not the Beatstree Boys origin story you expect. No, really, but you know, yeah. like this is a band
3: who went from like bratty, you know, foolish punks to like annoying but funny and the joke got old, very thin um, rap white rappers, and then mm. um, they went into you know Adam. Adam Yew in particular, was quite enlightened And uh, a Buddhist and all that kind of stuff. So just a really interesting. It, it's a lot of it is. Uh, and I really like because it's like history is what you remember, not mm. really what actually happened. Sometimes. So sometimes they're interjecting themselves. As, I don't think it was that's what happened. Oh, that's. And cool I really though. like that because it's like you know you can kind of make it up if you yeah. wanted. I mean, if maybe you don't remember everything. Like there's a silly story about like going to Rick Rubin, uh, his dorm room because that's where he started his uh, his label, and uh, he was like there was definitely a bubble machine there, and the other guys like <laughs> I think it's uh, Ad Rock's like there was no bubble machine there, it was like, <laughs> and then they like Rick Rubin comes on the line and is like. No, there was definitely (laughs) a bubble bubble machine. machine. (laughs) (laughs) It's It's just been something, they're one of my favourite, they are my favourite band probably. Um, So I'm really looking forward to going to London at the end of November where they're doing um, a kind of live Q&A thing. So uh, that is one of my reasons to be cheerful this week. Excellent.
5: My reason, my next reason to be cheerful doesn't really pertain to any news that's happening, but just the general concept that animals like music. Um, when we were coming up with our reasons to be cheerful we were wondering if we could can we not just talk about dogs and cats and yes we can. <laughs> um, so there is research to suggest that animals react to music with emotions and behaviour eerily similar to our own. Um, at dog kennels researchers found that classical music reduced anxiety in dogs uh, help, helping them sleep more and bark less. So you could try that with uh, with my, young Daffy. My
3: dog is very bark- yeah, does she listen to classical music? No, uh, she heard a fiddle last week and she started howling. <laughs> That's the first. That's never my before. cat
5: really likes Enya. i sure everyone likes Enya. Oh, yeah, exactly. On, um, yeah, if, if I play Enya, she'll come in to the, and, and just sit on the bed beside me. And she's not a cat that does that. Like she's, <laughs> she'll come in and scratch my face. Like, but yeah, she does a bit of Enya. Um, yeah, so uh, heavy metal uh, made the dogs bark more, sleep less and shake violently.
3: Well, I can understand that. Yeah, I think so. Uh, A bit like cow- the bangers that were going off last night I in Nate, And uh, luckily my dog is not as, uh, uh, she's not afraid of them. She just she's likes very to bark brave. at them. Okay. Yeah, unfortunately.
5: <laughs> um, cows prefer classical music and they will produce more milk when they're listening to slow jams. That is music under 100 beats per minute and less milk when listening to fast music, which is over 120 beats per minute. Um, And yeah, there is one of my favorite. Don't we all? I mean, I mean, (laughs) same girl, same. There is one of my favorite um, videos on the Internet, which is if, if you put in like cow's trombone. Lord oh, a few of those. or yeah. something and it's just a guy and he plays Lord's Royals on his trombone in an empty field and by the time he gets to the end of the song there is hundreds of cows in front of him and I watch that if I'm ever feeling a little bit blue Aww. so that's a reason to be cheerful you can snuggle up tonight and listen to some Chopin with your pooch
3: Good. Another potential reason to be cheerful, and we don't know yet, but uh, news is good in terms of uh, there's going to be a lot of print stuff happening now that he has passed and the estate is in control. But one thing that maybe is something to look forward to is the director, Ava, Ava DuVernay who directs Selma and Thirteenth, is working on a multiple part documentary for Netflix about the life of Prince. The documentary has full cooperation with the uh, Musicians' Estate and archive and interviews and footage and all sorts of stuff. So given full access, so that could be interesting. Yes,
5: definitely. More Prince Things happening is usually absolutely usually a good
3: sign. Um, will we pick us? We, we I I thought I'd set you a challenge. Just ask you for a song that makes you happy. It
5: took to, me a while
3: just to round off. <laughs> it did a little bit, a little bit too long.
5: I I went through my my playlist I've been listening to over the past two weeks, and it's been like The Smiths, Elliot Smith. Um, Jeff Buckley <laughs> just loads of these kind of like not necessarily sad but maybe a little bit gloomy um, but yes I, I then landed on what is I think my, my happiest song in that it's a song that when I listen to it I feel like I'm musically at home um, and it is Another Sunny Day by Belle and Sebastian
3: and it sounds like this Is Bella Sebastian' song is called...
5: An- <laughs> Another Sunny Day. Sorry, Another I was completely <laughs> in it.
3: <laughs> I was still singing it in my head. <laughs> What's the album that's called, from, called again?
5: Oh, is it... Um, is it Catastrophe Waitress?
3: Or I, yeah, I think it, it is. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll look it up. Yeah. Um, so that's, a, that's your happy song.
5: That's my happy one song. One it's, it's the song that... Sunny Day or not, um, if I listen to that, I just feel... Do you, do you ever have music where you're like I know this music so well that nothing in it is going to surprise me and it just feels really safe and like you're warm and at home um Belle and Sebastian generally is is that music for me um and that song in particular I just think it's got so much joy in it it's so unapologetically joyful um and I love it absolutely adore it
3: very good um uh, mine is a bit more of a current one just because it's just one of those songs that I've been into a lot this week and I actually didn't get a chance I, I did it like three times Over the weekend I didn't get a chance To play it anywhere But it's one of those songs That like if you imagined Like sometimes when you're a DJ And you're like Oh I want to play The night The perfect night Where this will work so well As mm-hmm. a closer or something And what I love about it, It's a Roshi Murphy song It's it, one of her new ones It's called The Rumble And I love the back and vocal Thing she does here It's just really uh, Evocative to me So uh, This is it uh, This is The Rumble By Roshi Murphy For the uh, piano bit there, um, just it's just one of those songs that you like. You can imagine uh, having a really good. If you were in a really good mood, you're in a good place, really good um, swirling disco place. You'd have mm. a really nice uh, dance to that. Um, with carefree I, I was having quite a little dance um, to it here. Um, so that's uh, our reasons to be cheerful this week. Uh, oh, there's,
5: there's, mo- there's more oh, there's reasons more. to be cheerful. So I sent out a tweet and I asked for our, our dear listeners uh, to tell me their songs that make them happy. I'm going to pick out just a couple, but I will put together a playlist uh, that will be included in the show notes. So we've got some interesting ones. Um, we have The Only Way Is Up which is a classic. Uh, the Brooklyn Nine-Nine theme song was a, was a bit of a but completely I Random. get it. I, I I get it because it usually means you get to watch an episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine which is great. Um, Waiting on a Star to Fall Hounds of Love The Boy with the Arab Strap um, another Balanced Sebastian fan Little Red Corvette there's a lot of 80s I wonder
3: All my friends um, Tony Clayton Lee from the Irish Times says anything by secret currently Anything
5: by secret brilliant while cooking a lasagna for dinner good luck with the lasagna
3: Tony we got a George Michael um, amazing in there
5: Grace Land by Paul Simon <laughs> I, I think my favourite album so uh, Life by uh,
3: a song from uh, Lilo and Stitch the movie oh seems.
5: great Valerie um, by the Zootons interesting
3: Hounds of Love uh Saplaine, Pour Moi um, food, but the lovely eggs. Not a song I know I have to say.
5: No, um,
3: but yeah. No so that's the great. Mirror.
5: There is, there are some songs. Steal my sunshine. But I mean, the the
3: ultimate right.
5: <laughs> um,
3: ultimate happy song. Yeah.
5: So we'll put together a playlist, <laughs> and then everybody can listen to it tomorrow, and they can have a happy Friday.
3: Very good. Hey. Um, and another reason to be cheerful. It's your birthday this week.
5: It's my birthday tomorrow. So today, if the if you're listening to this podcast, and today, not in the room. Um. <laughs> yes, and not in the room. Um. So you're. congratulations I made it best wishes nearly out of the 27 club oh yes so uh, well having done a sober a month of sober October um, I, I thought I'd reduce my risk of I don't know death, um, and that's gone well. Uh, so yeah, if anyone wants to send me a birthday present, just send me send me a little song on Twitter. I'd like yeah.
3: that. Ah, nice. Um, so you said you're gonna you might go to the cinema during the daytime for your birthday.
5: Yeah, I lo- I'm. I'm strange. Uh, every year How my indulgent. birthday. Uh, yeah, so every year on my birthday, I take the day off, um, because I am a, um, I because of when I was born, um, my birthday used to always be on midterm in school. So then when I started going out into the working world, I was like, excuse me, I have to work (laughs) on my birthday. But thankfully, my employers give people the day off for their birthday. So yeah, tomorrow I'm going to have a little day to myself during the day and go to the cinema uh, and I don't know what to go see.
3: Okay, well, you can figure that one out. Just don't go see, see something uplifting maybe. What did you see that you said was garbage? Oh, no, I didn't say it was garbage. It just oh. wasn't what I was expecting. Mandy.
5: Okay.
3: I thought it was going to be a horror film because, you know, it was Halloween all. Yeah. wasn't a horror, wasn't a horror, horror is, film. Okay. It's, it's, it's very um, stylish, stylistic, but it's basically a Nicolas Cage revenge movie.
5: Oh, a Nicolas Cage revenge movie does sound violent. like a bad way. Just very it Very, very violent. You know, okay. That.
3: maybe um, We do have another reason to be cheerful, though. Speaking of movies, Mm -hmm. um, we talked a couple of weeks ago about the MIA documentary um, and uh, I've been working on this and we finally can announce that um, we are showing uh, a special screening of the uh, uh, Matangi Maya MIA film in the Gibson Hotel as part of their Talks Music series on Wednesday, 21st of November. It had a very short run in cinemas and uh, I I caught its very last screening in the IFI. And uh I was very impressed uh with the movie. I thought it was absolutely brilliant, uh portrait of the artist. Uh, you can listen back to uh us talking about it, I think about two episodes two ago. Two
5: to three weeks ago, yeah. I think, yeah.
3: Um so we'll be doing a screening on the night. Uh you there'll be a dinner included and yeah. a drink, a beer, a glass of wine. Um and there'll also be a panel discussion featuring Us. Andrea Cleary Yay. and others including Dave Hanreddy from No Encore also known as Rival Podcast Rival Podcaster <laughs> and uh, Louise Bruton uh, from the Irish Times um, the pop writer and all around legend so uh, that'll be good and yeah so tickets are on sale at an event Eventbrite at the moment for that yeah. you can hit up um, So if
5: you've ever wanted to come out for dinner and a movie and a drink with us
3: Yeah I think we're actually giving away uh, for people to turn up uh, a night in the hotel as well
5: Oh very good So you know you might have up staying there that
3: night <laughs> so that'd be good. That's the Mia documentary on Wednesday, twenty first November in the Gibson Hotel. Come along. Um, more details than that are on Facebook and Eventbrite. Then on Facebook for sure. Right, it's time for albums of the week. This week, our we have two albums. This week, um, we our big our big one last week, which actually came out, um, last week officially. Based on um, you know how these release schedules work, was yes. Robin? We I'll were a be-
5: little bit early with. Oh, it. another reason
3: to be cheerful, Robin um, on uh, Jules Holland. Yes. Last week she did every every heartbeat and uh, just generally Robin being you. back in the world yeah. is a reason to yeah. be cheerful. It's a really good thing. Just don't look at the uh, hashtag on Twitter when you're watching Jules because it's very depressing. I know. Um, oh. Just people not understanding. What's this screeching? Oh. Who's doing this? Oh, this isn't music. It's like oh god, and it's always like old British men. Uh, I've always
5: said it. you should have to apply for a Twitter account.
3: <laughs> to f-
5: provide yeah. examples of your work. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, um, that was a reason to be cheerful for me. I think she did a great job. And um, we look forward to hoping that I'm sure there will be a, a, some Irish gig from Robin in the next while perhaps. Maybe in 2019. That'd be great. Um, But yes, our first album of the week this week is The Choice of You, Andrea. It is from uh, Lisa O'Neill. Heard a long gone song. It is her fourth album. Um, And we will play a selection or a a track from it. This is uh, a song called Violet Gibson.
1: There are many ways to go mad I go out to roll With a rock in my fist and a gun in my bag And I shoot Mussolini in the nose I didn't shoot the skim The skin of his snout or his teeth or the lips on his mouth. I simply saw a bad egg and I thought I'd take the bad egg out. I fired twice, I didn't fire right, and it dragged me through the town. And the fascist dictator carried on, and on, and I went down, down, and down and down more they hurt me in and out half tap half mad and ignorant to rest all Irish hag they call me all sorts but I moved in silence but I love it, truth, not violence. And I'm mad in the know. People don't really change, I suppose. They just go a little bad when they go.
3: That is uh, Lisa O'Neill from her album uh, "Heard a Long Gone Song," and I think that seems like a fitting title for this album.
5: Yeah, for sure it's it's a really it's a really interesting album in terms of its kind of scope. Um, like, it's concerned, I suppose, a lot with location and with specific instances like that. that 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 song there is it that tells the story of um an irish woman who tried to assassinate mussolini in 1926 so that is obviously you know quite far removed in both time and place but she just brings it with such immediacy um that it's it's such a kind of I don't know. It's I haven't I haven't heard a record in a while that's made me pause as much as this one has. And I think that it should be like her, the the tone of her voice since the beginning of her career has been kind of likened to the the Marmite effect that you might have with the likes of Joanna Newsom and those kind of a, a bit more out there singers. Um but if you if you sink into this, um it really, really does sweep you away. Um it's not to say that it isn't challenging in its kind of tackling of subject matters. Like it deals with a lot of complexities of living in changing landscapes and specifically a changing Dublin. Um, f- the song Factory Girl comes to mind, but I think the bleakness in the topics that she's singing about is is just uplifted by being confronted with the sheer artistry of it and the unapologetically um just so so steeped in folk that yes. you 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 can't escape its roots and it it's not an album that tries to either. It's really wonderful.
3: It definitely feels like a, a more traditional album for Lisa O'Neill mm-hmm. than maybe her last two releases, uh Pothole in the Sky from twenty sixteen and same Cloth or not from twenty fifteen. Uh, there was a lot of um character in terms of you heard Lisa O'Neill's character um, in some of those songs like England Has My Man, mm. Nelly Song, Come Sit Sing, um, Paul in the Sky, um, Red Gansey and Gorma's Grieving. This one feels a bit more, um, what's the word for it, like tampered a little bit um, mm. more traditionally um, channeled in a way, do you know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. more trad and folk of an older style and less of, like she's such a brilliant performer, Lisa, um, and I haven't listened to this that much. Okay. And, um, so I can't really comment too much on it, to be honest. But when I my first listened on it, all I felt was like, oh, maybe there's something a bit different going on here. But like yeah. it, it seemed like a bit of a, like in, that she decided to make an album that felt a bit less about um, her experiences, perhaps.
5: Yeah, I, th- I think, I think you're probably on to, on, on, on the right track with that for sure. Um, it's, it's an album that's kind of concerned with, like, universal experience, I suppose, um, yeah. as opposed to um, her her own personal
3: Yeah, um, like, there's, there's a song on Same Class or Not called No Train to Cabin, where she's from, mm. and, like, there's no train where I come from, and, uh, yeah. you know, there's lots of lovely parts to, like, her career and her music in the past that's been very much touched by her personal experience. Yeah. And this feels, like, a bit more of the traditional, I've, I found a long gone song or I've heard yeah. or I've written a song that's kind of old style.
5: Yeah. And I think that that's, that's a really interesting aspect of this album in, insofar as these long gone songs, um, they, they still, for me, um, like, I mean, there, there are co- covers of traditional songs on, on, on this album that Aren't you know? It's it's not that she breathes new life into them. It's that they're so good that they don't really need to be changed up very much. They just need to be performed in the ma- the manner in which they were intended, which is emotionally and evocatively. Um, and she does that so well. And then in her original compositions, she's very firmly rooted in traditional folk and traditional uh, in, in in Irish kind of trad, Um which. There's I I don't feel there's a lot of it happening, um. In terms of our our popular musicians here, there's a lot of trad fusion and there's a lot of trad elements, but there's there's not a whole lot of crossover where there where there would be an artist like like Lisa O'Neill who is getting write ups in the Guardian and who's like who, who's getting recommended by. Pop journalists
3: to well, have about a listen Lancome, to this. They
5: kind of sit into that. Um, yeah. Uh, Lancome, Um, Ra- Raddy Pete from Ray- Lancome? Ray- Ray- Raddy Ray- yeah. Pete. Um, appears on this on this album actually. Um, yeah. La- like Lan- Lancome do. Um, c- uh, c- come to mind, uh, but there's, there there is just a bit of a, there there might be a bit of a gap. Um, that these artists. Fit fit into really well, and I hope that there's there's going to be more of it um, because there there can there can tend to be a bit of a uh, a, a tendency to kind of distance ourselves with, from our past in terms of trad and in terms of the the songs of yore um, in in an attempt or with view to establishing our music industry as being current and being you know foregrounding and what it is but i think we're we're at the stage now where the the irish music scene if there is if there is one generally um, has its feet in 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 hip hop in pop in rock in in so many other other places that there's room now for us to kind of look ab- look back a little bit and not only take things as inspiration but to actually confront our our traditional styles and and bring them to new to new audiences and new listeners um and this well, is Well you
3: said it not me because I'm not saying that again because uh, I got in trouble for saying that once
5: Oh really Yeah
3: Oh no. Um, the, the trad community had started a fight with me over Oh no, sorry. Saying yeah. saying things about uh how uh, trad was rejuvenated which what oh, I meant no, was exactly sorry. what you're saying. So so
5: what I I I don't mean that trad is rejuvenated. Trad is happening every single night of the week in this country. It's everywhere. But I I mean more so um in terms of discussions of uh, our music on a more kind of pop and global landscape right, yeah. there's a
3: tendency to Well look at the glowing as well, I mean there's yeah. just a lot of Irish uh, traditional music in, in their music and they're world renowned at yeah, this point. Totally. So
5: yeah, totally, um, yeah and you've got
3: artists like Cuevie Norala as well who are doing brand new things with um, the fiddle in, yeah. in a in a, in a yeah. contemporary context. And
5: Dahi as well, like there's, th- there's a lot of kind of um, what's the word... Inspiration taken, we'll say, Um, and and some of it quite heavy and like, and and a lot of it is rooted, but I haven't heard anything that is, you know, kind of presented as being a a popular release that is as rooted as this Lisa O'Neill album is.
3: Yeah. I think that's one of the things that I like value in music a lot is the being able to take old music or established music and put a new spin on it. Mm. And that's something... What I, which I was kind of referencing there. It's yeah. like the things that really make me um, happy in music are the things that uh, when people put a new spin on things. Um, so if uh, Lisa O'Neill is one of those um, artists who um, definitely has a traditional... Uh, folk singer songwriter bent, but is doing things slightly differently as well so um yeah. that is her new album her fourth album this week um out now it is called heard a long gone song now my album of this week this week is from a long island band called mr twin sister and uh, they hear from me just called twin sister um, we played a song on their podcast a few weeks ago um, their third album is called salt and it's out now and it sounds a bit like this Small taste of the Mister Twin Sister album. It's called Salt. Um, I have a confession to make this week because it's of the busy weekend I had and the um, bank holiday, um, which I also was teaching <laughs> at as well. Um, I, I didn't have as much time, and because I'm devoting a lot of time to, to the Beast Boy's book, I probably didn't listen to all the albums more than once that I was interested in. So, Mister um, and Sister are a band that I'm already uh, have. Uh, Pre-Election 2, I like them a lot and uh, I'm always interested in what they have to say and what they do. Um, it definitely seems like a bit of a different vibe for them. Their last uh, self titled release was more of a like a uh, soft kind of disco funk uh, vibe. This one has a bit more like a jazzy influence and uh, uh, some live percussion stuff going on. It's kind of one of those ones you could just let seep into you and... I haven't really had a huge opportunity to do that yet, Mm. but I really like what I hear on this, so I can't really speak too much more about it. And uh, they say it was recorded over the last four years, and I think um, they have... Um, A really interesting sound and I like what they're doing. They're totally doing it on their own steam as well, Mm -hmm. um, which I always like. Um, There were other albums this week I was interested in, including the Tom York album um, for the soundtrack to Suspiria. I enjoyed
5: listening to that on Halloween. Yeah, we did a lot of
3: Halloween listening this week um, for a playlist, a hundred song playlist that we made on the website. And uh, there was some Tom York in there for sure and uh, it's a two disc thing as well it's mm. uh, there's a lot of music on it um, so worth having a listen to as well and there are other albums that I haven't even gotten near yet from Unknown or- Mortal Orchestra who have a instrumental album out and uh, a few others um, but my pick this week is Mr. Twin Sister and it's called Salt Um, so you can check that out Uh, and yours was Lisa O'Neill Heard a Long Gone Song so that's our albums of the week this week
5: I hadn't said the name of that album out loud (laughs) until we were recording and it is a very nice album to just say out loud (laughs) so well done for that as well Lisa
3: (laughs) O'Neill well done up next we're going to have a chat to Wen Young the band who started in Limerick as teenagers and uh, have recently made a name for themselves in London they recently have uh, well they have an EP coming out a debut EP on Virgin EMI major label um, next week Um, and they're playing gigs in Ireland this weekend in the last year or so they've been a year and a half since they came on my radar which we talk about in the the interview um, they uh, have been uh, just releasing songs here and there and building up a fan base and they're a very cool like indie rock kind of band Uh, they've most recently this year as well they've uh, Aoife Power the uh, singer uh, sang at uh, Shane McGowan's 60th uh, birthday celebration and they did a cover of uh, the famous slimmer band Cranberries um, mm. Dream um, which came out just before Dolores died as well I think so um, we talked a little bit about that as well so Here's our chat with twin sister from earlier on this week. It is a chat with um, Eva Power, Niall Burns, um, similar. Close <laughs> enough. Yeah, close enough. Uh, and Andrew Flood. Um, and this is the chat with Wenio. Andrew and Niall how are you doing when young are here good 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 you were saying you were taking some rest rest is important
4: yeah
3: (laughs) I find so it seems like you've been doing a lot lately
4: yeah we just finished touring with the vaccines across Europe so that was our first time playing a tour in Europe and yeah, we flew in from Stockholm yesterday.
6: Right, <laughs> so. yeah, so we spent the day in bed pretty much, yeah. Yes. That's,
3: that's um, yeah, and it's, a, it's something I've talked about even last week uh, with Dermot Kennedy, you know, like athletes rest, you know, um, yeah. <laughs> and they have that recovery time in their in their work. You know, it's part of your work is like to recover and not run, mm. where musicians don't have that.
4: <laughs> no, I don't think it's really considered. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, have to,
3: yeah. you have to give yourself that time yeah. <laughs> to take time off. And you've pretty much been nonstop since you first came on my radar, maybe early 2017. Um, of course, you were in a band before that called Sister. Yeah. Sisters. Sisters. Yeah. So what prompted the whole move over to London and everything that came from that?
4: We all moved over to London like five, six years ago separately. And, yeah.
7: We had no plan to do music together anyway when we moved over. We just came over, just the guys who had finished college and stuff like that. I I moved first and then Andrew came and then Eve came. And then we just started playing together just for something to do. We'd known each other for years and stuff. Yeah. But, yeah, we just started playing then, and then Sisters was born. And (laughs) it was, yeah, born very, very quickly.
6: Born two (laughs) weeks after (laughs) forming. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) yeah. That
4: was our first show.
3: Okay.
4: And it was fun. We learned a lot along the
7: way. (laughs) Yeah. And then I I guess about two and a half years ago, we... um, I think the songs we were writing slightly changed, and we had just come to a point where Sisters just felt like it didn't didn't have any more legs or something. I don't I don't really know what what I what think happened. I think we came to a point where we had a clearer idea of what
6: we wanted to we be. We
4: wanted like a renaissance.
6: Yeah, <laughs> just like to draw a line in the sand and okay, say okay. Yeah. yeah, we kind of made it to a point now. Let's just refresh and.
3: Go with... Like, uh, was there anything in particular that f- prompted that for you guys it in was, terms of...
4: I think Sisters was coming to a point that, like, it felt like the music had changed so much and the how we were performing had changed. Like, I was singing more before me and I used to share it. Yeah. So it felt like... <laughs> We were and then and then I stopped
7: singing, and then w- we got a lot of success. <laughs> well, not a lot of success, but more success.
3: Well, you're doing pretty well. So I'm actually interested in, uh, the, you know, a lot of Irish bands do the thing that you have done or maybe are told to do the thing that you have done with to just move to London. And I'm interested in terms of what your experience has been because did you start from the bottom there? I mean, like, how did you establish yourselves there?
4: Yeah, when we first moved, like we said, we started playing... Two weeks after we started sisters, and Niall had like a, a contact an Irish guy, and he got us a show in Camden. And from that, we just kind of started playing. And just, playing. just took we, anything. We didn't know anyone really? Yeah. And we were always going to gigs. Like, yeah, it was literally just from like the asking. bottom. Just meeting, trying yeah. to meet, like meet people. And yeah. Yeah.
7: It yeah, it's just, it's the same everywhere. I, I you don't just
4: think it's yeah. I don't think it's easy there, and it wasn't conscious. It wasn't like let's get out of Ireland and. Moved to the big smoke and started there, it'll be easy. Yeah. We just ended up there. It's just
7: how our lives kind of went, yeah. really. Yeah, sure. yeah, it was. It was no big, big plan. No. What did you study
3: in college?
4: Landscape architecture.
3: Landscaping. Oh, okay. <laughs> so did you do some of that over there? Yeah. When I, yeah. When I
4: first moved over, I started working in this place called the Garden Museum, and I did a year of horticulture, and I started working as a gardener, <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Very different um, uh, occupation to uh, playing yeah, music.
4: I guess so, but it still felt really creative,
3: yeah. and
4: it's nice to be in nature. It's kind of a nice meditative. Oh yes, yeah, so it was.
6: It was inspiring <laughs> for you in a lot of ways, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, and then, yeah. Myself and I were just in. I was in a bookshop. I was in a restaurant for a few years.
3: Okay. Yeah. So has the Irish thing helped in that way? Is it a thing that you know? You said you met somebody Irish who gave you your first show.
7: Um, uh, I I don't think so. Not no, in yeah, London don't I think know. we were just we were at the bottom of the bill for like ages, and we just play every that first gig. My Irish contact yeah. that was <laughs> playing to like Andrew's sister who's over <laughs> the weekend upstairs in a cafe. Do you know what I mean? That wasn't like yeah. we didn't really have any ins.
3: Well, how long was it before you felt like there was something happening for you guys?
7: Um
6: probably just not today. until <laughs> today uh, Yeah. probably not together. until like like you were saying we came on your radar, like probably not f- un- until like a year and a half ago or so, oh, right um, yeah, did it really feel like this might work out for right? us I
4: think we felt confident we felt like we know, knew where we wanted to go before I think, yeah, we were just a bit shaky.
7: Yeah, I, th- I think that, that the year Spanish Sisters did help because when we started, when young, we were in a, definitely a better position. Still very small, but we knew, like, people over in East London who would, like, put us on and stuff like that. So we did a lot of um, groundwork. Um, so, yeah, it, from when young started, we were definitely in a better position than where we had been, but it wasn't things yeah. didn't properly start.
3: Well, like, everything takes longer than... Everybody else thinks, you, yeah. Know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, no band comes out of nowhere, totally, right? Yeah, so like kind of it doesn't happen straight away, even yeah. if it feels like it happens quite quickly. You know, you put in the groundwork in other bands and other things in your life. And uh, so in terms of songwriting, then, how do you guys work that at the moment?
4: Uh, how do we write songs? Mm. Uh, usually I hum a melody and then we
3: <laughs>
4: start <laughs> developing it and playing it in the studio or like sometimes it starts with the guitar riff or something but, but yeah
6: it's a, it's, a it's normally it's like
3: uh,
6: yeah like a, a melody hook or something yeah. and we'll, we'll expand on that
3: do you have conversations about um, you know what kind of sounds you are interested in or do you share playlists stuff like that or what kind we
4: of all just listen to the same kind of music and yeah we do we do share like if someone finds a new band New artists, we'll be like, Oh, listen to this. We now, spend so much time together that we end up <laughs> <laughs> yeah. listening to, we'll listen to the
6: same thing. stuff, and we are all liking the same stuff, yeah, mostly the same stuff. But so. we don't all live together, no? No, no, these but two, like,
4: two. When we, we, we've known each other since we were teenagers, and we all loved like indie music, and yeah, so it's always
7: but never never had a conversation let's yeah. sound like this it's just how we
3: naturally play. do you think that um being the kind of band you are is easier to do that in a place like London where it seems like there's more of those kind of acts here or in London as opposed to Dublin or or, or Limerick for say um like Irish acts um there is a lot of like garage rock and stuff like that happening here but generally speaking there's a lot more um Indie bands, for want of a better term, in London and mm-hmm. in the UK, and probably more of an industry for that. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. I guess so. Um, it's
4: just it's not really popular. So uh, uh, that's all. That's like the music we love. I think. Okay, but, yeah, we were gonna do that no matter where we were. Cause...
6: Yeah, I think in London there is. I guess there's kind of a scene for every genre. Yeah. Um, it's just so saturated with bands and you Know DJs and rappers, artists, all sorts of music. Um, so I, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, there's this.
7: probably more in the music, as you said, there's more of everything there. Yeah, so I don't know. Um,
3: no, I think there's more opportunities, you know. <laughs> it's, a, it's a very small scene here in Ireland, anyway. So, yeah, I suppose you know, you probably yeah. felt that yourselves from, from starting here, you know. Like, what about Limerick itself? I mean, have you seen much come out of Limerick in the last while? Uh, Pow Pig, we love Pow, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, last year, yeah, last year,
4: they are amazing. They're yeah, great, like, songwriters <laughs> and performers. So yeah,
3: good. they're still doing the they're off doing the leaving certs. still. so no more shows for them for a while. Yeah, yeah. they're
7: genuinely brilliant. It doesn't yeah. matter that they're like six, seventy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. they're actually mm. just a, such a brilliant band. Um, we and I, I remember when we saw them, I was like. To our manager, who was at the Limerick show, can we take them on tour? And she was like, "Yeah, but like, that's just (laughs) gonna be really difficult because they're not even gonna be allowed in the venues."
3: Um, and so in terms of then your supports you've been doing a lot of supports recently as well how do you find playing for audiences who don't know you straight away this this latest one was
7: amazing it yeah. because it was our first time in Europe and in Europe what we found out is people just get in right when the door is open whereas in the UK and Ireland I think people go to the pub
3: yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's true but like yeah. we were playing
7: to full venues yeah. every night and by the end of our shows they were kind of like headline shows it was amazing um but they've all been great. In the UK they're great as well. It's just a slightly different atmosphere in the room. People yeah. it's I don't know, I think it's slightly more kind of you need to work harder to impress people. Whereas in right, in, in the UK. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. In Europe they seem maybe it's because bands don't come through as often yeah. and stuff like that. They're like they really appreciate you being there. And and stuff, I guess so. like the
4: vaccines are a big band, so they're all really excited. Yeah.
7: Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. But they've all been brilliant. They've all yeah. been amazing. Um I yeah but even even not from just uh the
6: audience perspective even from you know learning from bands that have have had a lot of success and how yeah. they do it and yeah. you know how they how they run their their shows and uh, engage with their fans and stuff like that we've we've learned a lot as and, well and
7: not party that's what we've learned <laughs> that's what we've learned you can't always party from that's touring true. with bands they are all very they take yeah. it all very seriously and yeah, that's, yeah. it's really good to know but the first tour we did we were like God, you're not going out to <laughs> life like 5am every night, but we, we quickly learned that's the well, way crazy. to do it.
3: Yeah, so you can't be doing all the mess and all no, the time. No, no. Um, you have to pick your nights. Yeah, uh, yeah. So that's, yeah, that's interesting. I think it's, that's the idea of like that, you know, there's this rock and roll lifestyle and all that kind of stuff. But it's not really like that anymore, is it? No. It's, uh, I just think no. it's
4: it's too difficult to maintain when touring is the most important part of a an artist's life. Now it's the only way to make money, really.
6: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. and I wealthy. yeah, I guess there's so much more to music now, like podcasts, for example, or like you know social media. You have to be on top of it all the time. Really, you can't really afford to. Yeah. Go on a three day bender and true not be available <laughs> well not, speaking of
4: that good for
3: your <laughs> <laughs> well speaking of uh like aesthetics and in instagram I and mean, one of the things that i noticed very early on with you guys was the the jumpsuits boiler suits that you had oh, yeah. <laughs> you know it, it, it's a cool idea so where did that come from
4: that was andrew found one in uh, like a second shop
6: or something yeah I it was it was kind like of cool. just coincidental and then we kind of realized hang on maybe we can do something with like this uh I think because the other thing was when we started When Young we wanted to have a clear and strong aesthetic as yeah. well. Um, so having the kind of colour theme and then working the boiler suits into it live, I guess it kind of gave us a strong, stronger identity to some other bands maybe. Yeah, well I always um, say, you
3: know, you, you will see a band sometimes before you even hear them, most of the time. on yeah. Anyway. So, yeah, true. You know, it's kind of your first impression is not the music. It's what the band looked like or what they're putting across. Yeah. yeah. So I found that really interesting. Because, you know, I mean, I as somebody who looks for new music a lot of the time, <laughs> pretty much all the time, um, you know, those kind of details do stand out because they make you remember a band, they make you remember, oh, look, you know, you kind of go, oh, they've thought about how they're going to look in terms of not in any, you know, over-the-top way, but just like, you know, it's really, sem- really simple, really clever. Mm. Yeah. So I thought it was a really good thing. Yeah. Are you wearing them still? you know. Yeah, we. Yeah. Mm, Sometimes. <laughs> mm, <Not laughs> every day. We're not as strict. Mo- <laughs> um,
7: mostly, but we kind of. Um,
4: After being on tour and wearing them all the time, we kind of were like, oh god. Yeah, yeah. We're, we again. we mix
7: it up a little yeah. bit. More yeah, now, but we fi- we're still still wearing and them. And we figured out we can sell them as well. Which yeah. Is oh, exactly. Exactly. yeah, they <laughs> actually they they sell better than t-shirts nearly. Though, yeah.
6: which is yeah. kind yeah. of annoying
3: because we have to paint them and stuff. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, surely somebody can do that for you. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <Yeah. laughs> Well, that's a custom item, so that's probably worth more money. Yeah, yeah,
6: yeah man, I suppose uh,
3: that's great. So uh, you obviously working, doing a lot of touring. You're playing uh, uh, Ireland this week. Um, what's coming in 2019 for you guys?
4: When we get back to London on Tuesday, get back Tuesday. We start recording our album on Wednesday, so we're in the studio for like three weeks. Yeah, doing that, and then we're going to be releasing it in spring Spring springtime we Um, think like march March, 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 april
7: right great in terms
3: of production then how have you found that difference it sounds like their last couple of songs has a bit more uh, clean kind of oomph to it perhaps yeah. Yeah. yeah
7: but we've we've decided to do the album with someone new though yeah so i think it's definitely gonna sound different to what people are used to um We've just found someone that we're like super excited with and super happy to it's work
4: with. a guy that we worked with uh, for with sisters. Assistants. Hello, Connell. he's yeah. an Irish guy. Yeah, actually oh, yeah a he's actually a friend for years. So yeah, very good. And Irish. When it
3: comes to picking songs for you, do you have the songs picked out now? And
4: we have all the songs. Yeah. The
3: yeah. Well.
4: Well, we have like.
3: We have enough. Yeah. Enough. <laughs> we have yeah. enough. We're what What is to... the what is considerations for making like a long playing album that you wouldn't have for an EP? You know, like is it Shall a case I... of variation and yeah? I yeah. guess for the
7: for for an EP, we're like oh, like singles, whatever, and then obviously there's one s- slower song on it. But this, we yeah, we definitely need. You need some variation, I think some ups and downs. You just want to cover all elements, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Keep everyone happy.
6: But it's really it's, it's hard. really hard. It's like picking your favorite children or something, yeah. like. Yeah, we we have enough songs, but it's just about refining what yeah. ones
3: we actually want to put on now. How have the songs changed then since you've been playing them live, or have they?
4: Yeah, the, I think the songwriting has changed. We've kind of started to write more like concise pop songs, I guess. And before they're meandering and here and there, and like yeah, the the structures are tighter now. And <laughs> I think we've also started. Bringing in maybe more dreamy songs that we won't play that we haven't really been playing live. Mm. Yeah, it's um, ex- it's exciting
7: because I think on the album there'll probably be only like f- five that we play live yeah, or something good, like that. Yeah. There's a lot of new stuff. Yeah. Um. And some I think, poppier stuff and
2: yeah.
7: Some stuff that we, if you asked us to play right now, we would have no idea. Like <laughs> just like. So we haven't
4: it. played in a while, that we've written and we're happy with, but we haven't been playing. Yeah. Okay, good. I think it has a dreamy vibe, though.
3: Yeah. All right, guys, thanks so much for coming Thank in. You. To Thank Ireland. you. Thanks, thanks I really appreciate it. Your EP is out next week, yeah. and uh, you're playing live around Ireland this week. we got Tomorrow Friday.
4: in The Workman, Saturday in Limerick in Dolan, and Sunday in
3: Cypress Avenue in Cork. Yeah, Cypress yeah. yeah. right. <laughs> <Super seven>. Great. <laughs> uh, thanks so much, <laughs> Wen Young. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank
4: Remove the parts you hated.
3: again to Wen Young for coming in uh, to have a chat with us this week um, they are playing the Workman's Club tonight um, Dolan's Limerick on Saturday night and Cypress Avenue on the 4th of November and you'll be hearing much more from them I'm sure now it's time for songs of the week we have four songs for you this week and our first one is from Toro Ma. he's back with his sixth album sixth album um, and he's done a lot of other projects in the last couple of years as well but um, he's back to doing kind of his more his side project was called Lay Sins And it was kind of more dance music-y vibe This song is the lead track from his album To Come And it is called Freelance me baby
0: Okay My, It's a bad rap man. Which through, had me on the first sip man.
3: That's kind of another reason to be cheerful, right there. It's a bit of a bouncy, arpy, lovely track uh, called Freelance. We can all relate, right? Yeah. And, well I can anyway. Um but no and I uh, his album is out in January, it's called Outer Peace, um his sixth album in total.
5: You listen much to him? Um no, not really before this track, which did grab me when I listened to it. He's um, one of
3: the like original we've talked about this before, about like um blog hypey artists okay. who managed to ride the the wave of chill all Aww. the way to a career. That's um, awesome. Chaz Bundick is his name. Um and yeah, uh, I just you know to be honest the song I like
5: he said about the, the song that, that it is uh, wh- while listening you might pay attention or ignore either way that's okay this is music for a creative mind so there you go ah
3: that's a why, is that why it's called freelance
5: it, yeah maybe <laughs> you can go on
3: to your freelance playlist your yeah. work playlist
5: <laughs> we're <good>.
3: all broke <laughs> <laughs> uh, up next we have a song from an Irish band that we love here on our line called Pillow Queens they have a new song out called Gay Girls
2: me song!
3: As Pillow Queens, a new song from them called Gay Girls out today. Um, they're just like a great, fun band and very individual and uh, kind of bring in a bit of garage, lo-fi rock back.
5: Yeah, the, the that guitar tone at the end of the clip we just played there, oh, yeah. I, 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 I heard that and I was like, oh my God, <laughs> bring it back, please. This is an awesome song. This is really, really great. It's yeah, uh, upbeat they- and boppy and fun.
3: Yeah, it's a, it's apparently a song about um, uh, intoxicating lust coupled with the relentless repression of, uh, felt by religion. So there you go. Good lord. Um, it's, you, got a, it's
5: got a, it's got a choir-y bit uh, towards the end, I think. It doesn't need to play that part, but it does um. indeed.
3: Um, yeah, they're a great band and uh, they're a lot of fun and you should watch their tour diaries if you want to be cheered up.
5: Oh, cool. Reasons um, to be cheerful.
3: Yeah. Um, they do some kind of like homemade uh, tour diary stuff on YouTube and, uh, there's stuff involving tiny hands and they're just funny and they love dogs.
5: Oh great. Lots
3: of dogs. Loads
5: of dogs. Good boys yeah. and good girls. They had
3: a great video earlier this year for that um, Bob Gallagher made called Favourite featuring a dog show. Oh my god.
5: Oh yes I, I remember that video. That video was excellent. It yes. was brilliant.
3: Yes they're a great band. Yeah uh, they're awesome. Pillow Queens uh, they, if you want to catch them live soon Roche and Dove a uh, next week 8th of November Black Box Belfast November 10th uh, Whelan's Dublin November 24th and December 8th in Dolan's Limerick and uh, that is Pill Queens. Up next uh, we have the third single um, from All Twins since uh, this year and they have an album out next year and they've recently recalibrated their sound a little bit and moved away from the kind of like really effective stadium rock they're exploring different territories. This is a song out today called Infinite Swim. It's all twins. The song is called Infinite Swim. They've had a that's the third single, as I said, um, that they released this year. Uh, probably a bit more actually like their older material, if I'm honest. But mm-hmm. um the other two songs they had out were called Hell of a Party and Warm Crush, showing different sides to the band. Um they've been working with James of tomorrow on a an album, which That gives me loads of hope. A, uh, album, date hasn't been announced yet, but he apparently worked on, on the album in full. So apparently the album is ready to come out next year. So um do actually listen to a podcast podcast from um, the Point of Everything interview with, with the guys uh, last week um, so you can check that out if you want a bit more info on what they're up to at the moment um, and yeah so that's a preview of what's to come from uh, All Twins next year. Now another album that came out this week is from a uh, an artist called Maya Follick. And I actually heard this again today and I was like, oh, I've heard this somewhere. So I'm going to play the song for you now because I think it's a really, really nice song. Uh, This is a song uh, with a great title called Thingamajig from Mm -hmm. Maya Follick. Uh, Follick her album is out today called Premonitions she's from uh, Los Angeles it uh, is out on Interscope and Terrible Records I think Terrible Records is uh, the label from Chris Bear from Grizzly Bear is that right? I'm not sure. I'll have to fact check that. Mm. Um worth doing that. Um but just a really nice song I heard and a reminder for myself and anyone else listening and yourself if you want to check out the album
2: yeah. and
3: see what it's actually like that song uh, made an impression on me when I heard it. Um so I actually heard it once uh, on yeah Chris Taylor um um started label uh, Terrible Records I just heard this on uh, NPR I think when I was listening to it one day and uh, I hadn't heard it again until earlier today and I was like I've heard this song already Do you <laughs> know it's like a one listen song is so familiar you're like oh that makes a big difference um, I just really liked it and I thought it was worth including because it's you know songs can a be good a good recommendation you know there are reasons to be cheerful good music yeah. is always a, a, a reason to be cheerful Awesome. That's it for uh, Songs of the Week this week. Um, We will uh, ask the customary question this week Mm. what have you been listening, watching, or doing this week?
5: Um, so on Sunday night, Bank Holiday Sunday, uh, I talked a few weeks ago ab- about having binged um, Inside Number Nine, uh, the anthology series that is available on Netflix by Reese Shearsmith and the other guy, his name is me right now, but you'll know who I mean if you like them. Um, and they, on su- Sunday night, they had a live Halloween special, uh, on BBC Two and it was w- one of the best half hours of television I've ever seen in my entire life. It was something that I would recommend watching for anybody, if 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 you watch the show or not. I would recommend going and watching it. Um, but you might feel a little bit left out if you hadn't seen it live because it plays with the form of the live. Uh, the live show um very well i'm not going to say anything else about it okay matured. um l- lest i give anything away but it is excellent uh, and so i've started on season 4 of inside number 9 now and then i think i'm going to watch psychoville after that um what else i have been i'm still making my way through ha- ha- Haunty, Haunty, housey hill house
3: House the Haunting of Hill House.
5: Haunting of Hill House, uh, the Sherry Jackson novel. i still making my way through that. It is spooky and I'm enjoying it. And I think besides that, not very much. Um, yeah, that's it for me in terms of my other media this week.
3: Uh very good. Um I watched the uh horror film Hereditary this week, which I can recommend. I don't know if films are that scary anymore. Is that
5: a new? In general
3: film? when like the older you get like yeah, it's new enough yeah. Okay. It came out earlier this year I think. Um Hereditary, it's um it's very well done and music is is fantastic in it and it's just uh, it's got Tony Collette and Gabriel Byrne and some very good acting and it's really well paced and uh yeah, I'm not sure if it's like jump out of your seats, Gary, but is it's it, very good. Is
5: it like ghosty or murdery, or <laughs> um, <laughs> what? I'm asking is is it a horror or a thriller? But in in
3: it's both. Yeah. Okay. But okay. like, I think it's a degree of horror that you could probably live with if you don't like if you're okay. uh, if you're not, easily um, spooked if you're easily spooked exactly um, <laughs> yes so um, I would recommend that uh, and that's probably it for me I've just been listening to the Beast Wars book as much as possible that's my
5: plan for the rest of the week so maybe we can have um, a more in-depth chat next week
3: yeah I hope to listen to all 12 hours of it by hours, next week god. and uh, maybe have my hands on the book by then
5: we won't have an album or songs next week but my god will we have listened to the book <laughs> <laughs>
3: Uh, But yes, I'm sure there'll be plenty more uh, on the way in terms of what what we will be talking about in terms of albums next week. I don't even know what's out. I saw that um, Vince Staples is releasing an album uh, tomorrow last, last oh, minute exciting so that's cool um, but I'm sure there'll be much more to talk about uh, I think that's probably it from us this, this week um, thank you for tuning in as ever do uh, tweet about us and uh, share the podcast on your social networks and, and feel and free to send us your, to your reasons friends. to be cheerful this yeah week. um yeah absolutely do do that Um, because everyone needs a bit of a lift when the the clocks go back why the hell do we do that still doesn't make any sense no no it's it's all got very cold as well yeah it (laughs) has gotten cold yeah
5: this is top podcast banter here (laughs) (laughs) it's got very cold it's cold now (laughs) classic
3: Irish podcast banter Anyway, it's, uh, we'll leave you with a song from a band uh, called Tangier. Um, they are a new Irish band um, and their most recent single is one that really stood out to me. It is called Lights. Um, they will maybe be playing another nine gig before the end of the year. <gasps> Sneaky uh, sneaky. Plan is to do some nine oh nine Christmas parties in Cork and Dublin and end this before Christmas, basically. Oh a few God. days before Christmas. So announcing more details about that. And they are possibly playing uh, one of those gigs. Um so yeah, you know, once I have the lineup confirm all confirmed and all that kind of stuff, I'll announce that. Um but in the meantime, um this is from Tangier and uh yeah. I'm gonna think keep thinking about reasons to be cheerful for the rest of the Stay week. Stay cheerful, everybody. Yeah. Take care of yourselves, and uh, we'll be back next week. Bye.